What if there are blind spots in various areas of our life caused by our attachments? We have attachments. What are your attachments? What are my attachments? We're going to talk about that today. This is episode number nine. I'm Alex Martinson, and I'm a firm believer that the millennial generation has a great responsibility, even a sacred duty, to rise up and lead. The future of the United States and even the world is largely in the hands of the millennials. I believe true leadership begins first with becoming a powerful leader of our own personal life. The purpose of this podcast is to help us work together to do just that. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to bring the heat today, okay? We're wearing the big dream hat. Oh, dream big. It says dream big, so you know we're going to bring it, okay? I'm going to get right into it with this. Here's the thing. I want to talk about attachments, all right? What is an attachment in the context that we're going to uh, discuss today, okay? An attachment is an expectation. An attachment sounds like I need this. I need that, I need this, I need this particular outcome. Um, Attached is when we're very focused on the outcome. It gets the majority of our focus as opposed to being focused on our output and, you know, what we're actually doing um, right now. We're focused on the outcome, okay? Attachments are fuel for our ego. Our ego loves attachments. It's like its favorite snack. And, you know, I would say that anytime we form an attachment to something, when we're attached to an expectation or attached to a need, it actually wakes up our ego self and puts him or her on notice of like, ooh, here we are. Because if you remember some previous, you know, comments and talks about ego that I've done on this podcast, you know, our ego is obsessed with being okay and feeling and looking right. And so anytime we're attached to something, we're in a sense fragile now, because if that attachment does not come to fruition or the thing to which we are attached falls apart, is taken away from us, uh, the result is not a good feeling. The result is some stress, discomfort in our life, some pain. And of course, the ego will strive to do anything he or she can to manipulate the situation and restore a feeling of, okay, I'm okay now. So... There's three different areas that I want to highlight that we can be easily attached. And I would say, I think everyone has attachments. And I think everyone has some unconscious attachments. I know that I do. I know that I had a lot more unconscious attachments before my coach, Mark, taught me about attachments in this way, in this context, okay? So let's just get into this, okay? The three things that I think you and I are attached to are being right. That's a big one, okay? The second is our stuff, materialism. We are attached to our stuff. Not only the stuff that we have, but the stuff that we think we need to have, okay? And then the third is the outcome of our efforts. So this applies in your career, this applies in your family, applies in your marriage. 
and I'm excited to talk about this. So I've got a couple stories because I think stories help illustrate the point. So, and here's the deal. I'm just going to get real with you. I always am real with you. You see, here's the deal. When we're unattached from what people think and we're more, you know, interested in the output, we're interested in the action, we're focused on delivering the best, you know, contribution that we can, and then the outcome is the outcome, we kind of let that be, we tend to contribute at a higher level. We tend to contribute more honestly and more in line with our true self because we're not thinking about the the outcome, okay? We'll get more into that. Here's a story. I was involved in a business. I was a partner. Had put several months into building this business. Almost all my time, bandwidth, and energy, okay, was was deep in this thing. And there was a specific time where I had a partner approach me and say, hey, man, I don't think you're all in. I don't think you're passionate. I don't think that you believe in what we're doing. And let me tell you right now, my ego woke up. Okay, Maybe he was snoozing at my feet. We talk about the egos like a guard dog. Well, the guard dog woke up and he's like, hold on. Who is saying I'm not okay? Someone is saying I am not all in. That doesn't sound okay. So what do we do but we defend ourselves? So I began to defend myself, right? Point to evidence. What are you talking about? Look at this. Look at this. Look at how much time I spent on this. Look at how many trips I spent doing this. And uh, it caused me some some pain. I, I walked away deep in thought about this. I can't believe that, that this is his critique of me. I mean, I'm, I'm the most bought in. I'm the most, I believe, more than anybody, right? Of course, this is all my ego talking here. So I'm having a conversation with my coach, talk to him once a week, absolute game changer. So grateful for this relationship that I have. Um, and you'll see why. So this is just an example of how it's been so helpful for me. So we're talking about this. I'm relaying to him this whole story. My ego is relaying this story to him. Can you believe it? I mean, dude, are you kidding me, bro? I'm the most, I'm all in like, it's clear, you know, going on and on. Okay. And then he asks this beautiful question. He's like, all right, Alex, can you suspend your ego for a second? I'm like, okay, yeah, bring it. What do you got? He's like, okay, here you go. What if he's right? What the heck? Here's the deal. We talked, I said earlier, attachments cause blind spots. When I'm so attached to one thing, I'm attached to the version of, hey, I was wrongly accused of being not all in and not believing in the business model. And I'm going to defend myself to the death. When I release that unattachment, in this case, it took the prompting of a question from, you know, a coach, a mentor to say, what if he's right? It was like someone smacked me across the head. I'd never thought of that. Of course I hadn't, because when we're attached, we don't think of anything other than preserving that thing to which we are attached, okay? So I had a moment. I mean, I'm serious. This was like a pivotal moment for me where I realized, 
what if he is exactly right? And then his next question was, what if him, what if him saying this to you is actually a really great gift to you? And then thinking about that question took me even further, like, wow, what if it is? You know what? What if I, on a, on a very subtle level, am not all in, I don't fully believe in this, and if that's the case, why is that? You know, what do I believe? And uh, where, where could I put my efforts that I would be full of belief and being bought in and uh, feel like I'm more in line with what I truly want to do, what I'm uniquely capable of doing? And honestly, it was this conversation that really was a catalyst for a lot of the changes that took place in my career uh, and my life shortly after this. So that's story number one. Um, here's another story, okay? So I started and owned a cryotherapy business, brick and mortar business uh, here in Gilbert. We did cryotherapy recovery. Um, it's all about you know muscle recovery. We freeze people, negative 300 degrees for three minutes. If you've never heard of this, just search it on YouTube. Sold it for three, uh, had it for three years, sold it in uh, February or March of this year. I want to tell you a story about something that I was attached to during the years of operating this business. Okay, so there was a time where we were having issues with our machine. We needed a part, and these machines are not something you can just go grab a part from at your local Home Depot. Like, they're handmade in Spain. And there's not a lot of them. I believe at the time there were only two of these particular machines in Arizona. One in the locker room of the Arizona Cardinals and then one in my cryotherapy store. So we're having a heck of a time getting this replacement part. It's causing us issues. Um, customers are having to wait and postpone their sessions. And it was just a real deal. So I was uh, experiencing stress over this, some tension. Um, I was thinking this is a problem, which by the way is an attachment. We're attached to something being a problem. We're attached to the outcome, okay? So again, the power of a mentor, the power of somebody that is, you know, a third party and able to observe things about your situation that you're not able to observe because you're so attached to your, you know, your, your narrow vision right now. So he asked the question like, hey, have you considered that the goals you're trying to reach and these revenue numbers you're aiming to hit, what if what you think is the business model is actually not the best business model? What if you're not even in the recovery business? So this was a little bit of a, it's like a, a Netflix story, right? We've all heard about Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? Hollywood video. Those were good times, you know? Going to Blockbuster, being so indecisive on what movie to get, bringing it home, then forgetting to bring it back and having late fees. Anyway, I wish I had the stats in front of me because I could just, you know, have this story that much cooler. Um, the stats of, like, where Blockbuster was in market cap. But they were big time, huge and, uh, you know, along comes this little Netflix 
who at the time was sending DVDs in the mail. Do you remember that? Um, and then you'd send them back. And they're like, we're not concerned about that. We have so much market share. Boom, We know what our business is. All this, right? Well, you know the end of that story. Good luck finding a blockbuster out there. Um, they were disrupted. So the way that this applies to this story here is my coach helped me to get to a place of observation. All right. So we call it the observation deck where you take a second, you back up, try to let go of all your attachments, which is as simple as saying, I'm unattached. So even just allowing that idea to kind of settle into your mind, okay, let me be unattached to everything here. I'm not attached to anything. I'm not attached to a particular outcome. I'm not attached to this has to be this way. I'm just unattached. I'm going to stand back and have this thought that I'm okay with anything. Whatever happens, I'm okay. Everything always works out. All right. And I spent some time there in discovery. Here's the, here's the end of the story. Here's the punchline here. This led to adding a particular service to the mix in this business that the very first month we had it, we did three times the revenue. It was like, how crazy is it that we could have been doing this all along? I was so attached to, I know what the business model is here. I know how we're going to get to this number in revenue. It's going to be these memberships with this particular, you know, modality, this particular service. And yet my attachment proved to be very expensive. So let's see, we talked about attachment to the outcome of our efforts. How are we attached to our stuff? So we're attached to our stuff. All right, the stuff we have, the stuff we don't have. An attachment is I need this, okay? Um, I think one of the pitfalls of having a lot of stuff, um, having nice stuff, which of course is so relative, and you know, I've often made the argument that anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, you are relatively one of the wealthiest people that have ever lived, okay? Argue with me on that, I dare you. We're wealthy, okay? We're listening to this on a little piece of glass that we can talk into and communicate with someone on the other side of the world effortlessly like you have never woken up. I would imagine you've never woken up and wondered where you're going to get water today and uh, wishing that you had some running water in your sink. You just take it for granted, man. You have it already. We're just swimming in this abundance, okay? So we're attached to it. Well, Let's say that we've got a really nice car or a really nice home. And once the novelty has worn off, we have an attachment subconsciously that says, hey, I need this level of nice. Like this is my new standard. And less than this, I would be uncomfortable, unhappy, and unsatisfied. Well, as like the grumpy old guy that, uh, you know, has some, some kids walk across his lawn and leave footprints in his newly mowed grass and he's just bent out of shape, you know, or the, the person that has someone accidentally ding their car and they just lose their mind, right? If there, if there were no attachment to our things, my argument is that we would never lose our mind. They're like, why would you? You're not attached. And uh, something my mentor has really drilled into my mind is, hey, the, the secret to having your cake and eating it too, okay, the secret to having nice things and enjoying them and have it be fun is to constantly remind ourselves that we do not need this. I don't need this. This is so in the extra zone, it's unbelievable. And then what do we say? We say, and this is fun. 
Okay? To the extent that it's fun, do it. It's all a game. We could get into that. I could go down that hole with you, that rabbit hole. It's all a game, people. When we're unattached to outcome, hey, I'm good either way. We're not attached to our stuff. I don't need this. I don't need that. Okay? You could be building the Taj Mahal. You could be building a 30,000 square foot mansion and be unattached to it because you don't need it. Something happens tomorrow. There's a landslide. wasn't covered under the insurance. You lost your deposit. This is crazy. You know, you'd say, what an exciting opportunity. Guess we have the fun game of figuring out what to do next. It's just, I'm unattached, man. Happy to be here. Okay, it's a great way to be. And, uh, okay, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I got for you. Those are the three things that I highlighted, right? And then being right. Okay, we're attached to being right. I mean, that was really my first story, right? I was attached to being right that I was bought in. I believed, you know, there's no way that what he said was true. And it caused a blind spot. Um, I'm attached to stuff. If I'm attached to stuff, not having the stuff, okay? So when I'm still in the pursuit of the 30,000 square foot Taj Mahal, there will be an element of pain and discomfort every day until I get this thing. And newsflash, I think once you get that thing, there's still that element of pain, but it changes, right? So, so maybe there's this kind of level of contentment there, but it's fragile. It's fragile because you're one disaster away or thing happening to your, your precious new, you know, material thing away from being like devastated or being upset. Um, so it's still not ideal, still doesn't really serve us. Um, and then the outcome of our efforts. I mean, this is where it's like, man, how many of us go to work every day and we're thinking, all right, once I get to this particular level, once I get this many clients, once I hit this much recurring revenue, then I'll just feel like I can take a breath. I'll feel like I can go take my kids on a trip. I can just kind of relax a little bit. But until then, man, like it's on. Okay. We confuse passionate detachment, which is the holy grail. Okay. Like that is the version of ourselves where we are swinging the bat. And when the ball leaves the bat, we're good. I'm good either way. I'm not I'm not focused and wrapped up in where this ball goes. I'm more interested in the swing. I have fun while I swing the bat. I'm focused on swinging the bat the very best that I can because that's the game. The guy that does that more often hits home runs. The person that is attached to where the ball goes doesn't swing as well, doesn't have as much fun while he's swinging, swings the bat and is spending a little too long staring at where the ball's going, forgets to run, and, uh, you know, he gets out at first base anyway. So there's a version of our lives where we can reduce or eliminate our attachments, be more focused on what we're doing right now and, and love it and realize that this is the game right here. Are you with me here? The game is not in the outcome. The game is right now. This is what is fun. And if it's not fun, maybe we owe ourselves a trip to the observation deck to analyze what we're doing and say, Yo, if it's not fun, why am I doing this? Okay, and I'll stand by this, right? Now, I know there's probably someone out there that has this little tendency, and I, I empathize with you, okay? The tendency is like, well, hey, Al, it's not all fun and games, man, okay? It's like you got to be responsible. Some things aren't fun in life. And to that, I say, if you say so, okay? Even these things that are hard, because they require a lot of effort and there's times where it's like strenuous and, you know, we, we experience some fear because, you know, we, we get attached. Even if you're unattached, your attachment will kind of 
pop up periodically and you got to just keep it at bay. It's like, it's like picking the weeds in your yard. Like they're going to grow back. You, you need to stay on top of them, right? Or they'll just become overwhelming and unmanageable. It's like that with our attachments. Okay. But even in these scenarios, if we can view it all through a paradigm of this is an exciting game, I'm not attached to outcome. I'm not attached to one version that this has to work out this way through this particular business model. This is the channel. And we start to do that blinder thing where we may, we may miss the big key, like the key that unlocks the door that takes us to another level. Like we might be like Blockbuster, just going down with the ship, thinking we're just doing something, you know, great. We think we've got this virtue of like, I don't know, loyalty or something to our attachment. Like I'm not loyal to my attachment, right? I want to be loyal to true principles. I want to be true to myself, but true to those I've made commitments to. So, okay, hope this has been helpful. I made some notes, so I'm looking at them, seeing if there's anything else that I wanted to throw out to you. Um, super excited about this, because in my life, this is one of the things that has and continues to reduce pain and suffering and increase the level of fun and satisfaction that I have every single day. A um, couple quick things that you can do to release your attachment, and they're overwhelmingly simple, so don't be attached to this being some like phenomenal answer you've never heard of before, okay? Simply saying, I'm unattached, okay? Try this out. Next time you're talking about an idea with your wife or husband and you can feel that you're kind of attached to it, kind of attached to this needs to happen, this, this absolutely needs to happen, just try saying, you know what, I'm unattached. Doesn't mean apathetic. And we'll talk more about this on another episode because I like keeping these things short. It doesn't mean apathetic because we're passionately unattached. We swing the bat hard. We're just unattached from where the ball goes. Obviously, we want to hit a home run. We're playing the game. We're not some lazy guy sitting on the couch that just doesn't care about anything. That is not what this is about. This is about we understand something. To be unattached from the outcome is to play the game at a higher level. All right. I'm unattached. I simply say that. I'm okay either way. I have everything I need. Okay? You have everything you need, man. If you have food, water, shelter, and oxygen, is there food in your fridge right now? Is there food in your fridge right now? You have everything you need. Everything else is extra. We're in this fun, amazing extra zone. And who designed this? Our Heavenly Father designed this. Amazing experience down here. Is it disrespecting life to call it a game? Hey, to each their own. I don't think it is. I think that it is all about learning to create, to act, and not to be acted upon. When we're full of attachments, we're easily acted upon. We're easily put into victim mode. When we take accountability for everything in our life and say, hey, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, man. I might not be here tomorrow. It might sound a little dark, but the truth is you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. Why would I spend all my time being attached to something that's six months away I may never see that thing, man. Today, I'm going to play full out. I'm focused on swinging the bat. And I'm going to love every minute of it. And I know that attachments will pop up. I know that I'm human. I know that my ego is going to come out and just start chokeholding me again. And I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to release him again. Hey, man, I got everything I need. I'm not attached to anything here. I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. I'm always learning. I'm always progressing. I'm always course correcting. We make flaws and fail every day. And that is the point. It's part of the game. 
We weren't sent down here to never strike out. Okay. Hey, God bless you and your family. I hope that you're happy and having fun. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone listening to this would like to reach out to me and uh, connect, I love to connect. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what I talked about today. Because the reason I do this is this is my way of swinging the bat. I don't even know if anyone's going to listen to this today. I'm not attached to that. I'm a, if I'm attached to anything, it's that I want to swing the bat 10 times more than I otherwise would if I was attached to the outcome being exactly one way. I'm just going to have fun swinging the bat. I'll swing the bat with you. Let's do this. Talk to you next time.